The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PricePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November 17th. It is currently 12.20 on the East Coast. And joining me today to break down the player props for the NBA Wednesday night schedule, the man that does it both on and off the court for the SGPN Network, along with having his own radio show that is their daily iTunes sometimes, to listen to them. Uh, it's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you doing this morning, buddy? Or afternoon doing, for you, I should say. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, my Nets lost by about 80 yesterday, but luckily <laughs> for me, I had the under. So it could have been worse. At least I made some money watching that debacle, whatever you want to call it. But Golden State Warriors, very, very good basketball team. The Nets are pretty good. There's ways to go. There's one guy who might be able to help them, but I don't think he's going to show up. But anyway, the Nets, (laughs) it seems like every team in the East, they have a lot of pretty good teams. I don't think they really have many superstar teams. Mm. And then you got the West, and I don't know what the hell's going on with the West. So I feel like this is kind of just a toss-up year where you can really take some long shots on some teams. Yeah, The Lakers, you can make an argument once LeBron comes back. Maybe they'll work something out. The truth is I don't want to go on a full Lakers rant here. Westbrook oh. is such a miserable fit with this team. Please do. Go for it. Go well, before the year, we <laughs> said going in that we thought they should have went for Buddy Heald instead yeah. of Russell Westbrook because he was a better fit. Mm-hmm. Westbrook occasionally has some big stat lines. I know he had the 30-point game against, I don't remember if it was the Thunder or if it was against the Spurs, but he had a, he had a big game. I think mm-hmm. it was against the Spurs at the time. But see. can we just acknowledge how awful of a fit he's been? And now even when LeBron has been out for most of the occasions, Westbrook has really not raised his game at all in order to overcome the absence of LeBron because Anthony Davis, I know he got ejected against the bulls. They were getting killed anyway, Mm -hmm. but Davis has had some huge games. He's had 30 and 15. He's had a bunch of quality performances. Westbrook's had what? Like one of those the entire year. He had the triple double against Oklahoma city with double digit turnovers and they lost the game. 
I just feel like Westbrook has had a terrible year. Yeah, he had a quadruple uh, double or quadruple, uh, yeah, in that yeah. OKC game. 20 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and 10 turnovers. Unfortunately, and they lost they the game. Yeah, so. and they lost the game. That's a game where they had, I think, both the games against OKC, they had big leads and they just kind of choked it away. He had the well, Spurs overtime game where he had 30, I want, I want to say like 35, and they won. But besides yeah. that game, I don't, I haven't really seen him do anything, at least long term, that can sustain success because at the end of games, He's a disaster. Yeah. He had that triple-double against the Miami Heat uh, where they won that game in overtime, but I believe that was without Jimmy Butler. No, he did play that game. Butler got injured in the first quarter. Yeah. So um, I think at this point, Westbrook is just a name now in this league. I mean, like he just needs to go like – he needs to be on a team like where he's on like OKC and just just get your triple doubles and just collect your paycheck and just retire because like you're right. Can somebody I don't just think... tell him to stop shooting threes? Like I thought we went through this with Houston like three four years ago. Can he just stop shooting threes? He can't shoot. <laughs> the problem. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be fully harsh. I'm being honest. The guy no, can't you're, shoot. You're right because that I I remember that frustration we had as Rockets fans is that Westbrook needs to stop jacking up those three-pointers like leave it to james harden leave it to eric gordon like leave it to those guys that can knock them down like westbrook just just i don't know man it's except that one year with houston they went super small during the bubble run yeah and westbrook was kind of playing i don't want to say a center but he was only attacking the rim and he wasn't settling for anything. Yeah. And that was one of the best stretches he's had in the last four or five years or so. Mm -hmm. And then he immediately went back to shooting threes. (laughs) I don't know what happened there, but the reason why I brought it up is because I mentioned the East. You don't really know what to expect from Milwaukee because Middleton's been out for COVID for a while. I know he's supposed to come back now, but it's kind of tough to fully judge Milwaukee when they're missing their second best player or mm. arguably the third best player, depending on how you view him and Drew Holiday. Philly, sure. I mean, with no Simmons, with Doc Rivers as coach, and with Embiid already dealing with injuries, yeah. I don't exactly feel good about that team. Mm-hmm. The Nets, I think, are talented, but I think they'll need Kyrie. And, I mean, you're looking at the Hawks. They've been terrible after their phenomenal run last season. So the yeah. East is kind of just a toss-up. The West, everyone had the Lakers. And now that the Lakers are struggling... And I'm not sure if everyone's going to stay healthy because LeBron, who's supposed to be the poster boy for durability, is now getting injured all the time. Yeah. I'm not sure this team's going to actually survive when it comes to making it to the finish line. So are there any other teams in the West that you're looking at as a potential team that could get over the home? Because I guess I would go with Phoenix because they they did it before. Yeah. Are you a fan of this Phoenix team? Because they got off to a terrible start. They yeah. played really well for the last two, three weeks. It all comes down to the health of Chris Paul, but I do think that Suns team is being slept on a little bit. You? Yeah, I think last year, I mean, obviously when they made their run in the playoffs and even during the season, like they were obviously the best team in the Western Conference. But I feel like last season when I when when they got eliminated in the NBA Finals, I said that they needed one more like playmaker, a guy that comes off the bench and that can score for them. And they really didn't address that. I, shockingly, I like the pickup of JaVel McGee as a backup for DeAndre Aiden, especially he looks really great mm-hmm. now because of the injuries that DeAndre Aiden's been dealing with. Um, but I just feel like that if they can add like one more guy off his bench to take kind of that those 
that Chris Paul doesn't have to play as many minutes, especially at 32 minutes he's averaging. I feel like if they could get that under 30 per game and really save his legs for the playoffs where they really need him, I think that's that's kind of what the focus is on for this Phoenix Suns team. And quietly, they're 10-3 in the Western Conference. I think right now in the Western Conference, I think the three teams that, I mean, we talk about Utah every single year. That great. I want to like team. Utah so but the playoffs. Much. They can't like. Yeah, they, can't they had the they had the great game yesterday against Philly, who was using basically a G League squad with yeah. Tobias Harris thrown in there. They killed them every year with Utah. Man, I really want to like this team, and every year they always seem to fall apart. Every year, but yeah. I like the Suns team. I think they're good. Yeah, I feel like if they add one more piece, they can definitely make a run again in the playoffs. Yeah. And. I mean, with the Lakers, like if they can get the thing for them, like I think you mentioned is that it doesn't matter where they end up mm-hmm. in the seating in the Western Conference. As long as everybody's healthy going into the playoffs, I think they'll be fine um, and, and go from there. I was very, very high coming in on this Golden State Warriors team. By far, they do look like the best team in the league so far. But they, if you kind of look at their schedule, they haven't really maybe played the greatest quality of opponents. Um, I mean, two other last three games were against uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Chicago Bulls, who also look good. But other than they that, crushed, crushed both those teams. Yeah, and they crushed them. And again, we're still kind of waiting for Clay Thompson to come back. So it'll be interesting to see what this team really looks like then. With even who knows if Wiseman comes back or when Clay Thompson's back, and you have Splash Brothers uh, in full effect again. If it, if it came to betting on futures, I think the West, if you want to try to find a little bit of value, I think mm-hmm. the Suns and the Warriors. The Warriors maybe not so much because everybody knows how good they are to start the year. Yeah, and maybe you're hoping the Lakers show some signs of life, which will maybe drive the other teams' odds up. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that happening. I think the Suns or the Warriors right now are the best team in the West. The Lakers, people are going to automatically assume LeBron's going to find a way, which is fair because of what he's done in the past. We got to acknowledge he's getting injured all the time. This isn't the same LeBron that we've seen his entire career. No, yeah, it, it really isn't. And then if you kind of take a look at the updated odds right now, at least for the Western Conference, Lakers are still the favorite to come out of the West at yeah. plus 280. You have the Warriors at plus 350, I think right now should be favored. I mean, they're not that far off from the Lakers, but then – there's a fall off to the Jazz at five to one, and then the Phoenix Suns at uh, plus six fifty, and then that's why I mentioned that. the Suns because six fifty just sounds offensive. Yeah, and then if you take a look at their division odds, um, I believe the Suns are yeah plus one forty five, Lakers at plus four twenty. Not much value there, but yeah, you're right about the Phoenix Suns. Um, quietly won nine in a row here after a mm-hmm. slow start to the season. Then they should get ten tonight. We were talking offline against the. Uh, Luca lists um, Dallas Mavericks tonight, but yeah, um, I think this is a good time. I think that in the Western Conference, that it's more wide open than it's been in the past. I think we can say the same thing about the East, no? If, That's what I was trying to Kyrie say. Doesn't come back. That was my main point. You're looking around the league, you see a lot of teams that are pretty good and that could yeah. maybe catch lightning in a bottle. But for the most part, do you really trust any of these teams on a night in, night out basis? Because I really don't. I think Golden State and Phoenix are the only two teams that I trust night yeah. in and night out. And mm-hmm. just because Golden State is one of the best, if not the best defensive team uh, in the league right now, and then they're still missing one of their two of their key guys. So I think those two teams. Um, I want to get your thoughts on Chicago, man. I was high coming in on this team. Do you think they're pretenders or contenders? I think they're good. 
Now, do I think they're good enough to actually win it to compete seriously in the Eastern Conference? No, I think that this team is still a little bit inexperienced. I know that they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Chicago and playoffs don't exactly go hand in hand in basketball, so they have a lot of playoff inexperience. They got the Rosen. He's been around the block a few times. Vucevic actually made the playoffs a couple of times. People forget Orlando was the eight seed on numerous occasions, yeah. but or the seven seed even. But mm-hmm. I still have some question marks about the youth of that team. Patrick Williams was a guy who I liked. I know yeah. he didn't really st- uh, stuff the stat sheet, but defensively, he's a very good player. And I do question Chicago's ability to maintain this level of defensive effectiveness with a little bit of a limited front court. Yeah. Because besides Vucevic, who do you really have? Are you gonna th- are you really gonna throw Tony Bradley out in the playoff series? No. Is that your option for a backup center? And I don't think that's a really viable option. Yeah. So I like the overall team. Caruso's been fantastic. Absolutely. Fan- great defensive player. And I do think that he helps provide them an identity. And the offense has been pretty good, but I do think they're a little bit young. I don't think they're a pretender because I do think they could win a playoff round. Mm. I just think that they're maybe a year or two away in terms of experience before making a deep potential run. But I think they're good enough to win a playoff series. You it was a qu- like question of if Zach Levine is going to sign that extension or they're going to have to trade him if he doesn't sign that extension right now. If you're I think Zach you should. Levine, but... I think, yeah, you should probably sign that, especially if, I mean, this team is, finally looking good after so many yeah. years after, I mean, post Jordan era, like this team was real. I mean, they had Derek Rose when mm-hmm. he won MVP, but after that, it really hasn't been much uh, coming out. I'm, of the I'm trying to figure out a better scenario for Levine. You're looking at what he's done. He's become the face of the team, whether he yeah. should be or not. Mm-hmm. He made an all-star team last year. So he's starting to get some recognition. He was, he was on the all-star team last year, right? I think he was. I I thought he was. Yeah, I I definitely didn't make that up. So the point is, he's been an (laughs) all-star. He's been an all-star with the Bulls. And now he has a chance to be, once again, the face of a team that is not in the basement anymore, but actually competing for postseason basketball. It really seems like in that market, because you know how crazy Chicago takes its basketball or how passionate the fans are. I really think it's a match made in heaven if he chooses to stay. Unless he wanted to go back to California, but I do think he's in a great spot. I think he should resign. Yeah, I think he's. I agree with you. And yeah, you're right. He did make the All Star game last year. I definitely didn't make uh, that up. I no, thought he you're was there. right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, but even if he wants to go back to California, probably LA. Like, there's no fit there. I mean, they're not. Lakers can't afford him. Oh, where are you going? The Kings? Like, you, no, you're yeah, going nowhere. You're not, I mean, you have a better situation in Chicago with the pieces that you they they, mm-hmm. they put together so far uh, for this team. But I, yeah, for Chicago, I do question their depth a little bit, especially inside, like you mentioned. I mean, um, even off the bench, I think they still need a, another guy or two um, off that bench. But yeah, I, I was, again, high on the Chicago team. I like the construction of it um, with, I think there's a better defensive identity now with, like you said, with AC and, and you know, Lonzo and, and mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan. Guys just buying in on the defensive end. So All I'm going to say re- to quickly go on the Bulls is yeah. that, because I know we're here for the props, but just to go through quickly, <laughs> yeah, I think that, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, mm-hmm. top five most underrated players in the league, DeRozan's got to be on there, right? I mean, he's been unbelievable for the last two years, and it seems like nobody notices. He's been great. I agree with you, and he, yeah, because like he was with like obviously Toronto, and he, he went to a market then in San Antonio where nobody really talks about it anymore after the post Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker era. 
like it was just DeMar DeRozan like with the in the quiet trade. Then he last year he was he was with San Antonio and then like he signed with Chicago. Uh, but now like yeah, he's like last two games I think is a great example, uh, Scott, that he dropped what 38 the previous game and then 35 the last game against the Lakers. It's not even just the shooting. You're looking at Toronto and people think of him as being this, I'll be honest, a ball hog because that's kind of no. what he was on Toronto. Yeah. But he actually passes the ball now. Mm-hmm. Very underrated passer. He's just a good overall player. Yeah. And I really do like the uh, fit for uh, DeMar DeRozan with Chicago, especially with Levine in that backcourt. But yeah, I was high on the Chicago team. I, I, I took the over on their regular season win total. So looking good so far. Uh, anything else you want to cover, uh, Scott, for the NBA thus far? Uh, not really. I know my favorite win total that we ended up doing together Pelicans. on the Sports Gambling <laughs> Podcast was the uh, Pelicans not doing well. That was our that was the prop we had. We had the under on the wins. Yeah. Uh, what do they have? One win? Two wins? I think they're at two. They got yeah, not good. a wins against somebody. They, beat, they beat Memphis uh, yeah. last week, but that's a terrible basketball team. Yeah. Feels every, pretty good. Not every dog has their day. Yeah. yeah. Two and 13. Uh, well, on their way to cashing that under. So, uh, We'll keep an eye out on that for sure. Scott, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and we'll get into our player props for the uh, Wednesday night slate. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of WinBet Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New new users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a free bet of $200. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap has always always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet that you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, like you guys know, we'll get into, uh, I'm sorry, y'all know the format of the show, we'll give out three player props each. And then we'll wrap it up with a best bet. So, Scott, I will give you the floor first here, sir. Uh, what is your first player prop for the games tonight? So, for this one, I'm looking at a game that I'm sure everybody's excited about. The Pacers and the Pistons. One of those games <laughs> that people have circled on their TV calendar. But anyway, I'm looking at DeMontis Sabonis. I like un- I like over 
16 and a half points at around minus 110. He scored only 17 in four of the last five games. Detroit defensively, not a great unit, ranks 24th in defense efficiency. On top of that, Detroit's defense has gotten even worse over the last couple of days because the Pistons have allowed at least 121 points in each of their last two games. And to look at last year's numbers, I don't know how much you actually factor in last year's numbers. I do when the position groups are relatively similar Mm -hmm. to what they were last year. Sabonis played against them twice. He averaged 20 points per game. 16.5 for the best offensive weapon on an Indiana team against a a Pistons team that defensively has been a mess lately. That seems way too low. I think Sabonis probably finishes with 20. Give me the over. Yeah, Sabonis last year was a guy that was, I mean, a walking triple-double, and um, his points probably, I I mean, obviously there's that adjustment this year because there's been a lack of scoring so far this season, so your numbers are just a little bit, but it would always be around that 20-and-a-half, 21-and-a-half points mark, and like you mentioned, like the lack of size inside for the Detroit Pistons or the ability to guard Sabonis, he should get over this number. uh, Especially especially with Olenek being injured, of course. I mean, that definitely kills the front court depth. Yeah. Uh, you said, what, 16 and a half for him? Yeah, 16 and a half and minus one time. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Sabon, I think you should have a big night here tonight. Uh, possibly, maybe you want to take a look at a triple double at 11 to one. But uh, yeah, definitely taking over the uh, points prop for Sabonis at 16 and a half. Um, for my first one, I'm going to go over to that Cleveland Cavaliers and the uh, Brooklyn Nets game. And I am going to go with Dean Wade over five and a half rebounds. Now, who the hell is Dean Wade? Uh, people He's might technically be. a starter. Does that count? Yeah. He, he is, right? And he is going to be starting now or is a starter. And I think that the rebounding opportunities now for Dean Wade are going to be there. Evan Mobley now gone two to four weeks with an elbow injury. Uh, and also Jared Allen is out tonight with an illness um, issue he's dealing with. So, now Dean Wade steps in as a power forward for this team, all six nine of him, trying to get these rebounds for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. So, I mean, I don't have really a statistical backup. I mean, his last game against the uh, Boston Celtics, he did grab eight boards. But again, uh, without Evan Mobley and without Jared Allen, somebody is going to have to get these rebounds. And I think this is a good opportunity for Dean Wade to do that tonight against the Brooklyn uh, Nets. Um not sure if you have any thoughts on that one because it's kind of a uh, kind of an outlier there, Scott. I kind of have to love it because you know that with the shorthanded nature of Cleveland's roster for this game, even if they're getting blown out, Wade still should probably play 30-plus minutes because they just don't have enough bodies. He's just yeah. a guy who's going to eat up minutes. I'm sure Cleveland went into this game going, all right, we're missing Mobley, we're missing – who are we playing, Oklahoma City? Oh, we play the Nets off of an embarrassing TV loss the day prior. I'm sure yeah. the Cleveland knows they're probably going to get killed and the Nets are going to try to take it to them. So whether or not the game's close, whether it's not, Wade should still get a lot of playing time because they kind of have to play him a lot. Yeah. And I do like the rebound numbers too. It's process of elimination. They got nobody yeah. else. That was the whole thing that I was thinking, right? You're missing your top two rebounders. So somebody's going to have to step in. And like you said, lack of bodies inside that he's going to get the minutes regardless if it's a close game or a blowout. Uh, let's go to your next one, uh, Scott. What do you got? So for this one, I'm going with an NBA superstar. I'm going with Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. over 10.5 rebounds at minus 110. He's recorded at least 15 rebounds in three of the last four games. Brooke Lopez still out, which means the Bucks are rotating between Giannis, 
Bobby Portis and Giannis's brother, who is not really that good at basketball, but he plays some minutes because they don't have anybody else. Yeah. And Giannis has been a guy who we know is always a threat to go for big performances against good teams. That's what he's done. We saw that the entire playoffs, but just in general, he's been a very, very solid rebounder his entire career, as he should mm-hmm. be because he's a seven-foot unicorn. But you're looking at what the Lakers have. They really don't have much. I know they got AD, and I know they technically have Dwight Howard, whose name I haven't heard in basically the entire year. So, and DeAndre Jordan hasn't really done anything either, like I thought he wouldn't. But Giannis played against the Lakers twice last year. He averaged 11 rebounds per game. And I do think with the lack of front court depth for Milwaukee, Giannis is going to have to try to rebound the basketball. And I do think that with him playing, uh, if the game's close, 37 minutes, something like that, just the yeah. volume alone, I think he'll have enough opportunities. Now, the issue is are the Lakers going to get embarrassed? Maybe. That's always, you know, the issue because they got blown out against the Bulls at home the other night, and you have to wonder if maybe they'll pull Giannis. But I do think he should have a bunch of rebounding opportunities. Give me the over 10.5 and and minus 110. Take a look at the last, uh, let's see what I had, last seven games, last eight games that Giannis has played against Lakers, and this is dating all the way back to 2017. He's had uh, ten or more, eleven or more rebounds in seven out of those eight games. Mm. So I think that the, obviously history is on your side here, and like everything that you talked about, the lack of presence inside for both the Bucks and the Lakers. I think that especially for the Bucks side, that Giannis should be able to grab these rebounds here tonight for the um, for the Bucks. Uh, ten and a half, I think, is a very conservative number. I think that number should be close to probably eleven and a half by game time. But um, yeah, ten and a half rebounds should not be a problem for Giannis tonight against the uh, LA Lakers. For my next one, I'm going to go over to that uh, Orlando Magic and the New York Knicks game. I'm going to go with Cole Anthony over two and a half three point shots made. And I think we were talking offline about this. Is that this guy has? I don't know if he has the ultimate green light, but he's getting the shot attempts up at least from three point range uh, for the Orlando Magic. And if we kind of take a look at what he does from beyond the three point line. Um, over his last couple games, he's had eight attempts, nine attempts, five, 10, 10, and, and then double digits after that, at least in the month of November. And he's knocked down, uh, two, sorry, uh, three or more in every single game so far this, um, month in the month of November, except for, I believe two. Um, and the one that he did, he was two of 11, but he got pulled early because, or it was a blowout situation, but regardless, New York Knicks so far this season, uh, defending the three point line. Um, they are, where did it go? I just had that number in front of me. New York Knicks, where are you? If you can't um, find it, it's not good. Yeah, it is not good. Yeah, number 25th in the league. They're allowing 36.9% um, from three-point land. They are number 30 in the league and allowing makes at 15.2. So Cole Anthony heading into Madison Square Garden for this number to be at plus 125. Or when I locked it up, it was at plus 130, but now it's at plus 125. So trending in my direction a little bit. So I'm taking Cole Anthony over two and a half, three point shots made at plus 125. I feel like Orlando has reached the point of Cole Anthony of just telling him, listen, we're going to lose the game, but just have fun out there. Just put up (laughs) some numbers and see what happens because Anthony has a couple of these games where he'll, he'll attempt 11 threes for no reason at all. He'll hit a couple, he'll hit like three. They're down 30, but he's still going to take 11 threes. I think Orlando, (laughs) I respect them for being extremely self-aware about the roster. Let's put it that way.
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, these two teams matched up earlier in the season. I think it's that back-to-back situation yeah. um, at the home road split. One well, game, you had that crazy like 17 rebound game in MSG or something. Yeah, and they he won. had 29, 16, and 8 in that game, knocked down five. And then that previous game in their building in Orlando, he had only 10 points, but he did knock down two of uh, seven three-point attempts. But just asking him to get three tonight going into MSG. Hopefully he has the same performance like he did when he uh, they played earlier on October 24th in New York. Um, I'm assuming you're not going to be going to this game, uh, uh, Scott. Uh, you don't want to go watch Cole Anthony play. Uh, I am not. Unfortunately <laughs> for me, I I have better things to do. No, no offense to Cole Anthony. No offense to the Knicks. As a Nets fan, I don't mind going to Knicks games, especially when they're playing against the Nets. But you know, I do acknowledge how nice the actual stadium is. I try to go there. You take the train; it takes you right there in about half an hour. So yeah. I'll probably go to a game or two. It's a little quiet in some of my local group chats, though. All these Knicks fans talking about how they're ready to run it back. They're ready to make some noise. They did beat the Pacers last game, you know, so huge stuff brewing for the Knicks. (laughs) But a lot of the fans are, let's just say, focused on some unrealistic expectations. They've come down to earth. It's fine. They still should make the playoffs. Yeah. I I think that I was talking about this with the Terrell also because he's also a Knicks fan. I think that. Definitely this team was going to regress on the defensive side after being one of the best, if not the best, uh, defensive team last year. But when you bring in guys like Evan Fournier and Kimball Walker who don't play a lick of defense, you were bound to regress uh, a little bit on the defensive side of the basketball. But I think the issue with New York this season, just quickly going through before I get into my final prop, Yeah, R.J. Barrett, I've never been a fan. I, I know that he was good at Duke. I know that he could score, or most of the time he could score. This year, not so much over the last couple of weeks, but... I've never really been a big fan of his game yeah. because I feel like besides shooting, which is pretty inconsistent to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else he does well. I think he's an okay passer, not really that great of a passer, but that's what he's done with the Knicks for the for the years that he's been for the most part underwhelming. Yeah. And when he's not scoring, does he really do much to help your team win? And I don't think of him as being a defensive stopper. I don't really know what else he does. Shooting 36% from the field so far. Sorry, that's November. Let me see that. I mean, like regardless, like he's not shooting well. He's having a bad month of November. 18 turnovers, 13 assists. Just it, the, the, it, just go look at his game log. It, it's not pretty for R.J. Barrett. I think he has I, two yeah. assists in the last three games combined, and he's your start. He's one of your starting guards. Yeah, and I, I just didn't like this pick when they made it, and I think that if we kind of go back and look at it, Zion was number one in that um, in that draft. John Moran went second. R.J. Barrett was three. But after that, I think there's better options. I mean, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jared Culver... I think Hunter's a tricky one because Hunter's got the upside, but he's injured every yeah. year. So it's really yeah. tough to fully gauge him. But I think that's the main issue I have with the Knicks. It's not even just the overall team because I think they're okay. Mm. I just don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand it because it, some of it's wishful thinking, kind of like the Jets with Zach Wilson and how we hope he's actually going to be good someday. But the Knicks <laughs> swear by R.J. Barrett, and I just don't see it. I know he had some good months. I'm not going to say that he's total. he's been awful his entire career, mm. but – People are shocked when he falls back down to earth and plays poorly. This is just who he is. He's an inconsistent guard who's not exactly a prolific shooter, but he thinks he is. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even a fan of him in Duke for whatever reason. I I thought it was a ball hog at Duke. 
Yeah, and I just and then when I was watching him at Duke, I just feel like it is the game wasn't going to translate over to the NBA level, and I don't think it has so far. But we'll save uh, more slander for our next episode. Uh, we'll probably have to turn it into a segment, uh, Scott. <laughs> Let's get to your uh, last one, man. What do you got? So I'm going to look at a matchup between the Hawks and the Celtics, and I like Clint Capella over 11.5 rebounds at minus 125 on DraftKings. You're looking at the last couple of games, and Capella has been walking into some double-doubles, and yep. he's had a lot of huge rebounding numbers. Capella has recorded at least 12 rebounds in each of his last four games. Boston offensively, not great. As you notice, their games against Cleveland – First team to basically 75-1 because neither team could score. But Boston ranks 21st in offense efficiency. And with Jalen Brown out, the offense really has not looked great. Defensively, they've been unbelievable. But offensively, they've had some issues. And Boston is also a slightly below-average rebounding team. Boston ranks 18th in rebounding rate. Capella played against the Celtics three times last year. He averaged 12.7 rebounds per game. I think that with uh, the Celtics being involved... You can expect a fair share of missed shots from both sides because Boston has played in some extremely low-scoring games mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. And if you're going to have a lot of missed shots, I'll take the seven-footer who's known to only stand under the basket. Give me Capella over 11 and a half rebounds. I think there's a good chance he goes for 15 in this one. Yeah, I don't understand why this is so low. And I know we were talking offline also that his double double is only at minus 125 and. I don't get it, man. I think that's an uh, a also an additional profit that you may probably want to want to mm. pound on. Also, is that double double? The points part might scare you a little bit, but again, this guy can get lobs from Trey Young and and some of the other guards. But again, I love the rebounding prop. Anytime anything that's below for Clint Capella under twelve and a half, I you have it at eleven and a half on the over. But I, I love that number uh, for Clint Capella. Just absolutely, just go look at his game log, man. He's absolutely just been dominating uh, on the boards for the Atlanta Hawks. And Houston also has no real backup center. They just don't have many guys that can come in off the bench to fully replace him. I know they drafted a youngster who might help uh, a Kongwu, who I think might yeah. be okay. Mm. But Capella is clearly the best big man they have. It's not close. And when yeah. it comes to rebounding, he's elite. So he might be flawed in other areas, but when it comes to rebounding, he's usually towards the league leader's this number seems way too low against the Boston team that just lives on missed shots from both sides of the ball. Yeah, and if take a look, like you mentioned, that the center position, the Boston Celtics are giving up close to 13 rebounds per game. So uh, I think that Clint Capella is poised to have a big rebounding night, uh, as usual, uh, tonight against the Boston Celtics. For my last one, um, and take this with a little bit of grain of salt. I don't know, it's Scott, you and I were talking offline that this might, this game might have blowout potential. Uh, but I'm going over to that Dallas and the uh, Phoenix Suns game, and I'm taking Jalen Brunson over 28 and a half uh, points, rebounds, and assists. He will be or should be starting in the place of Luka, who is out tonight for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, and Jalen Brunson, I mean, if we kind of just take a look at what he's been doing, he's not only getting the minutes for the uh, Dallas Mavericks, but he's getting the points He's getting uh, assists for this team, and I don't think that he should have um, an issue tonight being the guy facilitator and even the scorer for this team. Not sure if KP is going to show up for this game, but um, over three out of the last four games, Jalen Brunson has gone. Uh, sorry, has scored 17 uh, points for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, like I said, no Luka tonight. He's also averaging the assists, man. He's had six assists, three, seven, six, five. So I think that only part well, probably with a rebounding prop uh, for um, Jalen Brunson to get over this number. 
But again, take it with a grain of salt because this might turn into a blowout and we might not see him. But I do like Jalen Brunson to be in charge of this offense tonight uh, against the Phoenix Suns. So I'm taking points, rebounds, and assists over 28 and a half uh, for Jalen Brunson. Well, Brunson is a player who I liked ever since he was at Villanova. Yeah. And he won player of the year because of it. I'm still curious what happened in the playoffs with him because he completely no-showed the entire Clipper series. But I know that Brunson's a better player than mm-hmm. what he displayed in that playoff series. Yeah. He's a very good player, very crafty, and he's been extremely valuable for Dallas this season. When it comes to this game, I had a prop as well originally. Yeah. I was going to take DeAndre Ayton points and rebounds over because his first game back from injury, he looked ridiculous. He looked unbelievable. But the blowout potential scared me, yeah. and I decided to stay away. Yeah, definitely. I think that's where uh, a lot of times when you're betting on overs, on these props where the blowouts are uh, to where these props go to die. but uh, Keep it within 10. That's all you want. Just yeah. keep the game close. That's yeah, it. just keep it close going into the fourth quarter, at least, that, to just give us a fighting chance. But, yeah, hopefully Jalen Brunson has a big game tonight for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, starting in place of Luka, who is out, uh, I believe, with a ankle injury. And I think he's also having a uh, knee that's bothering him also. Yeah, so. ankle, knee, load management, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Scott, let's take uh, one final break here. We'll come back and we'll get to any final thoughts and best bets uh, for the NBA player props for tonight. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that They also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who only play a handful of games off the bench in every single game. Price Picks offers props that you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. Tonight, Wednesday night in the NBA, I am taking Malcolm Brogdon against the Detroit Pistons to make more than two three-point shots against the Detroit Pistons. And I'm also going to be taking, let's see here, Kyle Kuzma to grab eight or more rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets tonight. And those two entries for those two projections to get over my $20 entry were turned into $60 if both of those cash for me and get above their projection so guys it's really fun you guys need to check out uh, price picks they have so many different prop betting options um, from points rebounds assists, three-point shots they also have nfl they have college basketball they have college football hockey mma tennis so make sure to head over to price picks to check them out uh price picks allows like i said allows mixed sports entries you can take the over for like i said for bradley bill tonight you can take an under on another player that's playing in another sport like college football tonight and even hockey Use award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy, guys. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. 
Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Roster brought to you by SoBet. Since when did sports become, became so rigid? Sports betting is becoming meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustache tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free-to-web application, you can access a demo on their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's truly competitive. Next time you're with friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see what who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by using any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept it. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up, toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to best bets here for tonight. Uh, Scott, I will let you lead it off, man. Which one is your best bet for tonight? So I'm going to go with the last one I gave out. It's Clint Capella over 11 and a half rebounds at minus 125. I just think it's a great matchup for him. You go through the game logs. He's been a beast on the boards. Boston, below average rebounding team, 18th in rebounding rate. And you look at how the Celtics games have gone. A lot of missed shots. Defensively, that Boston team is insanely talented. Yeah. Offensively, not so much. And I do think that as a result, you will see an offensive grind for both teams here, which might lead to a lower scoring game. That's fine with me because I got the rebounds. So that's why I'm yeah. staying away from double-double. At least that's why I gave out rebounds over double-double. It's yeah. because Capella really needs to catch lobs or putbacks to score. I'll take my chances because I know Robert Williams is a guy who I actually think is good. The consistency is the issue with him. Yeah. But you, you're looking at the overall situation where he's not playing in this game. Mm. So you're looking at Al Horford and Grant Williams most likely being the front court. That's not going to cut it. Yeah. Capella might be dragged out a little bit onto the perimeter, but anytime he's on the inside, he'll have a massive edge over everybody around him for a board. Williams being out, I do think helps because he's a good rebounder for Boston, mm-hmm. but 11 and a half for a guy that can easily walk into 15 to 20 on any given night. Yeah. That seems way too low. Yeah. 11 and a half, definitely too low for a guy like Clint Capella for all the reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, if they're missing shots early, man, Scott, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy has like, like seven or eight rebounds just in that first quarter. Uh, we've seen him mm-hmm. do it multiple times throughout his entire career where he has close to double digits, like rebounds in that first quarter. So uh, hopefully he gets it done early. Um, the spread is, sorry. And the, and the yeah, spread is also four and a half. So yeah. if we're talking about avoiding blowouts, this is one of those games that I don't think is going to be a blowout. It should be close throughout. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with my best that uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with Dean Wade, man. Uh, over five and a half rebounds. Again, no Jared Allen, no Evan Mobley. 
uh, very, very thin in that front court now without those two guys. And again, overall, this team is is a little thin. You know, Colin Sexton's gone for an indefinite amount of time. So these guys, def- uh, even if it is a blowout against the Nets tonight, that a lot of their starters or some of these guys will still be on the floor. And I think, you know, Scott also highlighted that Dean Wade should also still be on the floor. And I agree with that. Um, so asking him to get six rebounds tonight, um, him being the guy now in that front court, think he should be able to get over this number, at least get six rebounds for us tonight. So Dean Wade of the Cleveland Cavaliers, over five and a half rebounds uh, tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Scott, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to touch on uh, for the NBA? Well, for fun, I am curious what the Dean Wade double-double prop is just Uh, for the hell of it. I'm kind of curious what that'll be. Probably plus three, four hundred, maybe higher, but I do think you might find some value on it if – you're relying on Cleveland's G League squad to play 25 minutes. I play 25, 35 minutes. So maybe yeah. if you could find that, there might be value on that. I think the one surprise I have, trying to keep it prop centric. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take your boy. You've been ride or die with Shea Gilgis every time I've been on air with you. Is there a reason why you decided uh, not to take him against Houston? Yeah. I know he was awful against them in the first game that they played against each other, but so was the entire Oklahoma City team. So. Let's see what what he what he said. Maybe we can give out a bonus one to the listener. I was just curious because I was really expecting you to just go. <laughs> I got to go back. Shea Gill just he's too good. Thirty two and a half is his points, rebounds, and assists. Let me see what his points are at. I just feel like these two teams are just not scoring points. But with that being said, I just feel like it might just turn into a shootout <laughs> between these two teams. Um, I'm seeing at thirty two and a half. It hasn't moved much. Like that's kind of been his consistent mm. number. But yeah, I do. You don't like have to take it. Props. I'm not trying to peer pressure you into it. I just <laughs> no, fully no, no. expected. <laughs> I know Dejounte Murray wasn't playing, so I was assuming you're going to take Shea Gilgis. Yeah, let's see. I'll dig into a little more if I do like it. Maybe I'll tweet it out uh, to, uh, on my Twitter or the NBA Gambling Podcast one. But I don't see one for Dean Wade's uh, double doubles. Let me try another book. Here. Put some respect on his name. Come yeah, on. Jesus, let's go. five and a half. Come on, what, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. This guy can rebound the basketball. Uh, let's see here, double double. No, I don't see. If I see it, I'll, I'll tweet it out here. Oh, here, let me see. Dean Wade. Oh, 10 to one on Fanduel. Ten to one for a double double. Yeah, for Dean are, Wade. Are you serious? I'm very serious. That's just Tom an Fanduel. auto. That's just an auto play on principle, isn't it? Ten to one. I think a crow's at fifteen to one. I mean, I thought being, I thought three to one or five to one would have been kind of on par because his rebounding prop, as you said before, was five and a half, and he's going to be starting even though nobody's ever heard of him. But that sounds ridiculously low. Who else are they going to use? Bonus bet. 10 to 1 Dean Wade double double. Let, let, let's give it out. What do you think? I think that's a D Gen uh, prop yeah, that prop. Sean and Ryan would be proud of. It's like first touchdown, but it's kind of the same idea. Just you're taking a long shot on some guys. 10 to 1 for that value. That's something you won't find anywhere else. There we go. We'll go 10 to 1 Dean Wade on a double double. Uh, a lot of some of the books may not offer, but definitely shop around if you're in one of these uh, legalized states that you may be able to find Dean Wade 10 to 1. To record a double double, uh, Scott. Anything else, man? Um, anything else you want to get to? I know the Nets are coming off the loss last night. I want to ask do you: Do you think Kyrie Irving's coming back or no? I still don't think so. I okay. think that whether it's pride or just his commitment to his beliefs, however you want to phrase it, yeah. No, I, I think that he's already accepted. He's going to punt all the money he wants. He doesn't need the money, and he'll be- do whatever he wants. Now, I hope he comes back. 
Yeah. Kyrie, if you're listening to this, bet double double <laughs> for Dean Wade and come back. But, you know, I do think that he's one of these athletes who I don't want to say he doesn't love the sport he plays, but I feel like he views himself as being more than just an athlete. Yeah. So he's, I don't want to say priced in, but he believes that he stands for something bigger. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I think he'll be willing to punt a potential ring to make a statement. That seems to be what his personality is. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that he does come back just for the sake of, I think this, of team... course I'm trying to win a title, but yeah. I'm just being realistic, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, it, right now it doesn't, I mean, we haven't heard anything ever since he said that he's not going to be or getting vaccinated or, or whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. but uh, we will see as the season kind of progresses along. Scott, thank you so much for joining me as usual today, man. Uh, Scott will be with us on the NBA gambling pod next week. Uh, but Scott, let the people know where they can find you, man. So you can find me at Reichel Radio on Twitter, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio, all one word. Besides that, doing a lot of editing, whether it involves pretty much every one of Moonoff's podcasts, also doing the golf podcast. Um, besides that, yeah, looking forward to being on the NBA Gambling Podcast, still doing fantasy ar- articles and rankings every week. Just came out with my FAB Week 11 piece. So if you need help on your waiver wire, I got you covered there with some guys you should be looking after. But besides that, every sport's in full swing, and I love it. Indeed, sir. No more baseball, but uh, baseball's going to be here sooner before we know it. I went uh, on top with the Rosarena rookie of the year. So. Yeah, there you go. That that was crazy, man. I'm glad that you mentioned that. That This is another reason why you need to get into our Slack channel that Scott Pop, like when they announced the finalists for the MLB awards, Scott popped into the MLB's uh, Slack channel and said, you guys need to get down on minus 275 on Randy or Rosarena to win this uh, rookie of the year. And I said that it should have been at minus 4,000 and Scott brought me down to earth. That's like, it's probably like minus 800, minus 1,000, but minus one or minus 275 was an absolute steal. So another reason why you need guys need to get into the uh, SGPN Slack channel. You guys can do that at sg.pn slash Slack. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for all the support for the PropCast and listening to us to it, uh, today. Scott, thank you again so much for joining me. Uh, always a pleasure with you, man. Um, with that being said, again, like Scott said, check out the website. A lot of fantasy football stuff going on. I know we're getting closer and closer to uh, fantasy football playoffs, so I'm sure you guys need to pile up those wins if you're going to get into the playoffs for your respective leagues. With that being said, good luck tonight with your bets. Uh, let's go, Dean Wade, 10-1. to 1. Hopefully you can get us that double-double. Uh, let's break the books off. We'll be back Friday for the NBA gambling pod and the propcast also. So look out for that. So uh, look out for that at that time. Uh, let's break the books off. Good luck with your bets tonight and let it ride.